get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker and Alex. And we watched the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, we were pressed for content. We uh, couldn't come up with anything better. Uh, now, this is a bit of a cult movie. Some people, you know, it's a guilty pleasure for them. Who? Lots of people. I think Adrian. All right. Well, you might buddy, if you're listening, episode, you just so go nice. ahead and turn this off now because <laughs> <laughs> we don't have anything good to say about your favorite movie, man. Yeah. Actually, uh, one of the other ones is the son of Bob Hoskins, who's like, you know what? I like my dad's performance in this movie. Uh, that makes one of us, so. <laughs> sure, you think kid. his dad was just like this around the house all the time? Bob Hoskins <laughs> said it was the worst thing he had ever done in his life and couldn't refer to it without swearing profusely. His son's like, I still love you, Pop. So, yeah. <laughs> Parker, do we have any news? There's one piece of news that I care about, and that's as soon as we hit stop, Godzilla vs. Kong will be on HBO. That is what's keeping me going, is like... If we get this out to like a solid 75, I can just walk on out there and turn it on. I'm genuinely bothered to my core that the non-theater goers are going to get to cut the line and see it before me. This is some I'm bullshit. I'm literally going to the theater this weekend, but I'm watching it now so no one can take this away from me. <laughs> if I fucking open Twitter and just see a spoiler, I don't care that it's just two monsters smashing each other. I will freak out. I have, I need something. I've been craving this. I like how the only leak review so far is that, I don't even remember what was it, Gizmodo or something like that, said, all it features is two big monsters fighting each other. If you're looking for character development and meaningful interactions, you'll go find a different movie. I'm just like, thank you. <laughs> That's exactly About what I was hoping fucking for. fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> but what if you got to watch Brian Cranston's son be sad for two hours? I mean, you know all that really good uh, rich character development in all the other kaiju movies. I'm going to stay up all night watching this and then go see it in the theater and pretend like, wow, guys, I haven't seen this before. Let's have a great time. But secretly, I'll know exactly when I can go take a piss. Man, if it's bad, don't you dare tell me. Why would I? I would never take that from you. Right. Yeah, come on. Uh, Alex, what day are you going to go see it? I am going to see it tonight at 6 o'clock, which is the earliest showing I could find anywhere. Oh, right. Um, All right, well... uh, Let's get into our jerks of the week then. Oh fuck! I can't believe you've done this. Uh, do you guys have any? Would you guys like to go first? <laughs> My jerk of the week is every fan of a Big Ten school's basketball team. Y'all can suck a dick. Double birds right here. <laughs> fuck the Big Ten. Take Maryland back to the ACC. We don't want to be in your shitty conference. <laughs> well, my jerk of the week is myself. I like to think that I put this show like pretty high on my priorities. But when last night Chris texts me that he's watching Enter the Dragon, and he's like, hey man, we can pivot to I this wasn't. if you want. Let's enter the ninja. 
Oh, I'm so sorry. Into the <laughs> That's, That's a very different apologies. movie. Very similar movie. I mean, either one is an episode. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. When Chris was watching a Canon Films Ninja movie, he's like, this is really good. We could pivot to this. I almost typed yes, but then I remembered... I did not watch the Mario Brothers movie for nothing. Absolutely fuck yourselves. We're doing this. This is Chris. going to be a worse episode, but also, I did not just take that bullet for free. I'm sorry. Chris, for this reason, you are my jerk of the week. Because as you of all people know, it only takes two. <laughs> you you had it just audible easy plan B right there. Well, here's like the thing. This... This is Parker. just like just eating a free assignment and fuck both of you. Absolutely <laughs> not. Watch this but, on my fucking day off, dude. Parker's Parker's lying. Parker said the real reason that we were that we had to do an episode on it is because look, if I had to watch it, that means Alex has to watch it. Abs- so because I fair. know you've seen it already. Yeah. I can't. But I mean, you had to see it a second time, which is somehow infinitely worse. I do respect the commitment to making me miserable. I mean, yeah. If you had watched this. And then we wheels on our way out of it. Would you have even shown up? It would depend. I <laughs> <Exactly>. mean, <laughs> if you guys told me an hour before we were recording that we were pivoting to enter or, uh, enter the ninja, I would be like, fine, because I've seen the first thirty five minutes of that and then passed asleep, passed out asleep <laughs> on the couch with a weed nap. So I could like kind of wing it. <laughs> and you saw forty five minutes of this. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, combine them together. Just all right. While we're talking about Third. Luigi, you just start talking about the guy with the mustache and the white yeah. outfit. Third jerk of the week, my fucking computer. God damn it! <laughs> and also, my jerk of the week is still myself because we were at lunch at work. <laughs> my girlfriend got a. She was eating potatoes, and then she finished. She goes, "Man, I should have gotten two potatoes." And I belly laughed <laughs> so hard and had to explain. Why I was laughing that hard in public about her wanting an extra potato because she thought I was calling her fat. And it turns out it's because I have brain damage. This happened like ridiculous. three hours ago. <laughs> no, honey, no, it's not about you wanting too many potatoes. See, in Latvia, and yeah, it didn't go well, as it turns out. It's been a real difficult 24 hours for your boy. Oh my god, that's fantastic. Oh, that piece of shit out of mind. My jerk of the week is all the libs for voting in sleepy Joe Biden. Because, uh, man, this would have been so much funnier if that ship had gotten stuck in the Suez Canal when Trump was president. That shit would have been blown up six days ago. <laughs> just, just seeing him tweet out in all caps, hit it with another ship. He would have fucking deployed a carrier group and then forgot and deployed a second carrier group. Then <laughs> <laughs> like get the first carrier group out. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for nothing, Libs. Alright, let's get into what we watched recently. Well, a moment of weakness, I decided that, hey, I really need a baked pretzel. So I went to the theater, and I watched, for the first time in theaters, Stand By Me. Which, as it turns out, upon a rewatch, easily the best Stephen King movie. Please do not talk to me about Carrie, or The Shining, or even The Lawnmower Man. Nothing comes close. Stand By Me uh, is so good. What? What do, what do you have as your argument? I'm willing it, to hear arguments, <clears throat> even though they're bad. Any monkeys in there? Uh, Hold up, let me think. He's got Hold a up. point. No, uh, wait. Okay, no monkeys. So it's Chris, not perfect, but... I will explain this to you in a way that you will understand. Do you remember in our John Carpenter conversations, you'd say oh. that you keep trying to space them out because at one point you're just going to be done with all of them and it's going to upset you? 
That's yeah. how I feel about good Stephen King movies. It's like, I've got like <laughs> six of these, so I'm just going to give Stand By Me another couple years, and then I'll eventually watch The Green Mile like ten years later. Because uh, it's a pretty short list, as it turns out. You know what's surprising is the more Stephen King movies I watch, the more I realize that, like, well, I can't make a top five anymore. It's it's starting to become closer to a top ten. Uh, and Stand By Me is... <laughs> They've made, like, hard. 90 of them, like... Almost hit double digits in good movies. Good <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, I mean, law of averages says at some point, you know. Like, I'm sure I'd love uh, Stand By Me, but also, like, you know, I'm sure there's other Carpenter movies you'd love, but once once you're out, you're out, man. Yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, but yeah, Stand By Me very easily at the top. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit that a few more times, probably. Like, I think we often talk about that Stephen King's kind of overrated as a writer a lot of his tropes show up over and over again like the greaser villain and there's never been a greasier greaser than Kiefer sutherland in this movie you have my attention uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh he's he's uh really good and again he's also a fucking evil bully he's not just like a bully for bullying sake he's like practically demonic uh and bad endings which this one goes completely the other direction by having possibly the best ending I've ever seen in a movie. Uh, and honestly, one of the things that Stephen King does well is write for children, and as such these are some of the best performances by kids that you're ever going to see. Uh, I, I could go on and on about this, but I think I'd prefer not to give too much away if you haven't even watched it yet, so please, please watch Stand By Me. I'm glad I have it on Blu-ray too. Um, let's skip that. So, Parker's right. I did, in fact, watch Enter the Ninja for the first time. <laughs> Holy shit. Hell yes, dude. <laughs> so good. This is uh, what I was it. also alluding to earlier. I went through all the notes on my phone. Like, wrote down every single movie I was still assigned. Put them on a little sticky note next to my computer. I was like, alright, what should I watch? And they were like, dude, Enter the Ninja is fucking great. I was like, oh, cool, it's on Prime. I'll just watch Enter the Ninja again instead. <laughs> it's my fault you haven't watched them. I understand. I had... <laughs> I was probably going to watch Drop Dead Gorgeous because I had that downloaded already, but I was like, I could just hit play right now. I don't have to. I could just watch it. It really is just... tempting. Well, How do is, you say no? <laughs> oh, God. Enter the Ninja is so it's... fucking good, dude. Do you like the hour-long stretch without ninjas in it? <laughs> I like the opening where that guy... With... You don't know that he has a mustache, but when he takes off that white hood, (laughs) (laughs) after the silent 10 minute opening of Ninja Kills, the reveal is just Franco Nero. Like, alright, sure. Whatever movie. Are we sure it was 10 minutes? I think it was closer to like 25 minutes. (laughs) It's like the opening of Wally. There's there's no dialogue. It's a fucking Wally movie. So it's cool how, like, his ninja sect that he's a part of is training him how to kill all of them. Uh, I'm not entirely sure why, but he, Don't worry about he's it. apparently very good at it. Also, this ninja movie, Ninjas Are Japanese, I think. I have a reference book over there that I haven't cracked. Uh, this whole movie takes place in the Philippines. Because uh, I guess that was the cheapest place Buddy, to film. Get used to that. <laughs> I'm not criticizing it, dude. I, I love it. So. Well, these locals look scared of us, so let us film wherever. That's awesome. Also, Parker, you've seen this, I guess, uh, twice now, so you could maybe help me understand something. I couldn't incorrect. Correct on the twice part, but incorrect on grasping literally anything that happens in this movie. Did, did that one guy ask uh, the white ninja to fuck his wife? Because I'm pretty I sure he was so. heavily implying it. 
And then he gets mad about it later. And then gets his throat cut ten minutes later. Well, he he gets sore about it. It's just like, oh, it seems like you... Maybe I should grow a mustache. Maybe you pay more attention to me. Be like... Like, you wanted this. Is this where we have our 15-minute discussion about when he rips off that guy's hook hand and throws it, and it plays the sad trombone sound? Oh, yo, it's the best part. <laughs> the like, funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. like, dying on the ground. Hey, you forgot this. <laughs> it's just the most Moonraker-ass gag. <laughs> I never even thought that they actually use those sound effects. And, like, there has to be a law, right? Like, not like a copyright or anything. But there has to be, like, a moral, unwritten code that... Okay, we don't actually use that. We reserve that for Hanna-Barbera. Just watching this movie about ninjas starring a white dude who they realize, like, oh, this guy's got an accent. Yeah, just overdub him. So it's just <laughs> a white ninja with all of his dialogue dubbed over. My favorite thing is that, like, he very clearly couldn't speak English. So you look at him and like, okay, yeah, he's obviously overdubbed, but... Not because his lips don't match up with the words, but because his eyes don't match up with the words. It's like he's making these bizarre faces when trying to speak English. <laughs> he's watching like, why did you hire Django if you're not going to let him talk? Like, he's under a hood the entire movie. What was the point of any of this? Oh, yeah, that's the fun secret about this, is the stunt double who played his ninja version of himself. He's the guy who wrote the entire movie. God, this fucking owns... And then on this scene, I put on a cool hood, and I do a backflip into fireworks. Like, you sure about that? Man. Do a running, jumping sidekick like Marshall. What a cool fucking guy. <laughs> I love, uh, it confirmed the thing I forgot about. Like, oh yeah, these ninja movies love swimming pool fights for some reason. I'm not really yeah. sure why, but what was they that? pepper them in a lot, a... dude. <laughs> uh, everyone's got to jack off to something, I guess. Uh, I did not watch Revenge of the Ninja, so... We'll yeah. get to that later. I, I was really planning to, but I completely passed out. So, get to that Happens eventually. to the best of us, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I watched a movie that Alex recommended. It's called Space Adventure Cobra. Now, Ooh. Alex, I have to say I'm disappointed. When you said space gorillas, I was thinking of a different kind of gorilla. <laughs> buddy, <laughs> so was I when they mentioned the snow gorillas out of the blue in the script. And then... Oh, it's just people. Shit. But still, you yeah, get that that's... moment where it's like, I'm sorry, what? Like, your head just spins around 720 degrees. Yeah, when Cobra says, oh, so these are the are the snow gorillas, I said it at the exact same time, so it's a nice little immersion in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Significantly more nudity than I was prepared for, but not a bad thing. Uh, also, not that there. much considering, you know, the country of origin. Uh, not that much considering the next movie that I watched, Golgo 13, which I'll, I'll get to oh. later, but Parker, did you also watch Space Adventure Cobra? No, I watched something else that I'm very yeah. excited to talk about. Oh, but, yeah. Okay, in that case, we'll get to that in a second, but uh, Golgo 13, The Professional, is a movie from 1983. There was a, an anime that came out before this, much like most OVAs, they have an, an accompanying anime. Uh, turns out Golgo 13 has quite a bit of nudity. I'm very aware of Golgo 13. I haven't seen it yet, though. Yeah, honestly, I couldn't get into this one. Space Adventure Cobra has really, really good animation. Golgo 13, far less so. Uh, I couldn't really identify with the character very much. Um, Parker, I don't know if you ever saw the movie, the movie Los Samurai, but that one's really, really good. I think they just tried to do the same character there. It just doesn't work out. Uh, I'm still going to watch more, but... 
I think when I'm watching these OVAs, I'm really looking more and more for an angel cop. And Golgo 13 is a little too uh, sober for me, I guess. Oh, don't worry. We'll talk soon, buddy. We'll get there. <laughs> I'm very excited <laughs> to talk to you about Vampire Wars. I, am, I downloaded it. I, I'm going to be ready for it. Okay. Uh, anyway, the last movie that I watched this week was... Oh, wait, I should talk about the other anime I watched. When you said, oh, give me 45 more minutes. I'm like, that's enough time for a 36-minute episode of... Violence, Jack. Harlem Town. Oh, fuck oh yes, God. dude. Talk to me. Talk I've been to me right so now. mad that I haven't been able to start it yet. Uh, more rape than I was hoping for. So, uh, ah, well, you know. careful with that. Yeah, Comes with but, the uh, You have well, to pay your tax. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the way it goes. So, what, what happens outside of that? Well, so a long, long time ago, a media <laughs> struck the earth. And uh, it, was, it caused a gigantic earthquake in in Kanto, which they called the Hellquake. And <laughs> <laughs> Man, a fucking course they did. <laughs> and it destabilized Japan's economy, the greatest economy in the world. And uh, again. <laughs> and pretty much every single one of these OPAs is just like we could destable all of Japan's economy <coughs> and the world. So I'm like, oh, well, might as well be weird. Wondering. I wonder what was going on with Japan at the time. Seems like they have a lot of <laughs> a lot going on up there. Right. It's fine. Uh, anyway, this led to a roving band of gangsters and stuff like that. So it's kind of doing a ripoff of um, Fist of the North Star. And one of the things that they take from Fist of the North Star is very oddly proportioned characters. Not like they have huge shoulders or anything, but they're like taller than that boob lady from the new Resident Evil game. So... Uh, Adrian, if you're still listening, come on, that was for you. Uh, <laughs> Violence Jack himself is described as being over two meters tall. That's like six foot seven. That's inaccurate. He's like 14 feet tall. And uh, he's described as having uh, 50 times the strength of a regular man and uh, the anger of a cat or something. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> and uh, anyway... I don't know who or what Violence Jack is. He just sort of rises from the ground. I think he's the protagonist in some capacity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like it owns. <laughs> it's uh, it's a little confusing. They're these bad guys, and they kidnap a bunch of girls, and uh, they're going to turn them into sex slaves. And one guy, uh, his ex-girlfriend is uh, one of them. He's like, oh, I'll go save her with my attack helicopter. And he gets kidnapped. And all of a sudden, Violence Jack comes in like one of those professional wrestlers. who just fucks shit up and leaves. He has no stake in who wins. <laughs> he just comes in an ATV, <laughs> throws Steve Weisers around. <laughs> That's pretty God. much what it is. Damn it, I wish we were watching Violence Jack instead. It's also only 36 minutes long, so. <laughs> uh... Violence. People were saying it's like, oh, it's really, really gory. Like, dude, Angel Cop was worse than this. Like, it's really not that bad. Um, would not show it to kids uh, because <clears throat> some scenes in there. They gotta but, learn uh, sometime, buddy. It's a tough <laughs> world out there after the hellquake. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I'm, <laughs> that's what it's called. It's a hellquake. It's, it's I like know. A, it's a summon <laughs> spell from Final Fantasy VI. Shows from Chris, Chris, you say hellquake, and I'm just sitting here like, oh, well, of course they'd call it that. <laughs> what else would you call it <laughs> if not a hellquake? It, one of my favorite scenes is in like the first like maybe three minutes after the hellquake. Uh, <sighs> it's 
there's a hell quake and it shows a bunch of buildings collapse. There's still some buildings standing. It's just like a, a static shot of like a building and like, wow, what a desolate world. Then the building just explodes and it's implied that that's because of the hell quake. <laughs> <laughs> you know those aftershocks. <laughs> Fucking demons, dude. <laughs> yeah. Forgot to check this one. Uh, yeah. Violence Jack, and it, it is in fact Harem Town, not Harlem Town. Uh, I've seen both listed online. So. Yeah. I don't know which is worse. Yeah, honestly, I don't know which I cannot imagine what Harlem Town looks like, dude. Oh my god. Imagine if that was like the the sequel. They just add an L in there. (laughs) Just come shooting down from the sky. I bet it'd be pretty tasteful. (laughs) Yeah, well, Harem Town because there's sex lives. So the last movie that I watched was the HBO documentary on Tina Turner. It's just called Tina, and it's my favorite movie that I've watched this year that came out this year. The only other movie that I've watched this year that came out this year was the Snyder Cut. So, uh, not a whole lot of competition there. But I really, really enjoyed it. It's a great documentary, and it's certainly a lot better than What's Love Got to Do With It. So, watch that version instead if you like Dad Rock. Alex, what did you watch? Well, what a perfect segue, because I only watched one thing this week, and it was also a documentary. Now, Parker, be aware that I am staring directly in into your soul as I say this. I'm ready. I'm ready. Buddy, you like pirates? I do. Maybe. <laughs> you like pirate documentaries that are just chock full of shitty pirate reenactments? I do. <laughs> Buddy, you need to watch The Lost Pirate Kingdom on Netflix. Oh my god. I like all of those words you just said. I I don't know how much of it was accurate. I don't I don't know how many facts were omitted. I don't know why there's sex scenes in this pirate documentary. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it's just but the like, making of that pirate porno. You just you watch the fucking trailer for it, and you know you get like the stuff where it's like you know the the stuffy professors talking about like all the lore and stuff, and then it just cuts to this dude staring at the screen, doing like a primal scream and going, ha, 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 "I'm Blackbeard," and you just know exactly what you're in for. <laughs> it's so <Fucking> good. Rules. <laughs> We watched it over two nights, and, like, within each night, it was just like, wait, who's this guy? Like, which which doofy white guy with, like, old colonial British hair is this supposed to be? Am I supposed to care about this character? I, I don't know what's happening. Show me the historians so I can figure out what the fuck is going on. <laughs> and then it's just more fucking pirate torture scenes. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> just the absolute dumbest fucking... Dramatic reenactment slop you can imagine. You will love it. I cannot wait. Thank you for this. And with that, tell us about what you watched this week because your boy had a lot of schoolwork. That's alright. I only have a couple I want to touch on before I get to Vampire Wars, which is a sentence (laughs) I love to say. Uh, the 90s version of Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah remains, like, in my top five Godzilla movies. Top it's one. so much five <laughs> There is so much going on. The con- It's so fucking convoluted. The fact that they go back in time to take Godzilla away and then create Ghidorah and go, Oh shit, we need to bring back Godzilla, <laughs> who's just asleep at the bottom of the ocean 
And he's and they just nuke him so he wakes up bigger and meaner. And then he rips Ghidorah's head off. They're like, oh shit, now Godzilla's mad. We have to go to the future to give him a metal head. Isn't this just <laughs> a plot of Freddy versus Jason? Yes! It's so good! And there's three white dudes from the future, but the white dudes are also overdubbed. Because don't worry about it. <laughs> it's incredibly good. It... It's, like, one of my favorite ones to show, like, newcomers to it, because, especially in, like, the Showa era, it's real hit and miss towards the end. But this one, it's, it's good, solid fun for everyone. You get to go back to World War II to watch it. Godzillasaurus fend off American troopers. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so good. It's really good. So, uh, here's the thing about the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Oh, no. <laughs> How Did is we wonder- this? No, I just... No. I've seen literally all of the movies except the last two. I have to close this loop in my brain before I go crazy. Because I was watching them with a friend, but now, you know, we're yeah. just a year in and nothing's ever going to change, so it's fine. How is them wandering around in the woods intense the most interesting part of this dog shit movie? And it's also, insane like, to the me. entirety of the movie. Because <laughs> what drives me insane... Is that, uh, you know, in the other movies they cut out shit like, hey, uh, here's all these chapters of Ron playing Quidditch. Like, yeah, it's cool. You can go and throw that in the trash. Don't need that. Oh, what's that? Hermione's got her little fucking group for, like, house elf rights. Yeah, into the bin that goes. And then they get to this one, which is literally a book full of, okay, go find these seven things. Just kidding. Now go find these three things. And they go, yeah, we can't lose any of this, guys. This is all solid gold. We got to stretch it out, baby. <laughs> Nary a chapter to waste. And it just sucks so bad. How do you stretch this out into two movies, but also still just kill everyone off screen? <laughs> like, the nerve to have them in the kitchen, someone walks in and goes, Yeah, Mad Eye got shot down. You're like, oh, sick. Glad I invested in this character. It is. I didn't like the book at all, and this is. I want to say it's worse, but also, so many things are just fundamental to the book that. You cannot change because she has had all of this power since the first movie. Like, you would have to fundamentally rewrite huge chunks of the book to make this an entertaining movie. Yeah, I'm okay. So with I don't that. know. Yeah, I mean, trust me, absolutely. But uh, I don't think that was ever on the table for them. The fact that the emotional climax and end of this movie is fucking Dobby dying. Like, who could? <laughs> <laughs> Who could care? Man, I he hasn't shown up since the second movie. He just shows up in a pillowcase like, Oh, Mr. Porter, I'm going to save you. And then he gets a knife thrown at him. You're like, oh, damn, can't wait to come back in six months to see the thrilling conclusion. <laughs> Our is... favorite character. When it got like, I think I messaged you while I was watching it, Chris. I was like, yeah, surely we're not going to have to watch the fucking wedding scene. Surely we don't have to watch Bill and Flora get married. Nope. We gotta do it, because we can't just write another reason for them to have to retreat. Which just every single thing. And it definitely got to the point. I was watching this before work one day, and it's where they escape and they go to the woods, and I paused it. I saw it was only an hour in. <laughs> just started yelling. <laughs> like, how is this possible? How are both these movies together longer than the Snyder Cut? I don't understand. <laughs> How are they both 220? What? Oh my god. Why? Yeah. Part one. Credits rolled at 215. I'm not joking, dude. Oh my. I, I thought you told me that it was like 
an hour and a half, I was just like, oh, that's kind of weird that they split it up. wish. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, didn't watch part two yet, because I needed a seven day reprieve from it, because god damn, how boring. Is, is there anything that you actually liked about that movie? Because there wasn't for me, I didn't like anything about um, it. It's kind of the thing I have with Batman the Animated Series, where like, when anytime I just read anything Batman related, those are the voices I hear. Like, I was reading the books before the movies come out, but as I reread them last year, I was like, okay, yeah, these actors are just those characters in my head now. Oh. So, The Woods, while being ungodly boring in the book, in the movie, it's just, hey, these three charismatic people you like are just gonna, like, hang out with each other and talk. Which is so much more interesting than a fucking, oh my god, the stupid-ass heist. Oh my god, I have to get to the fucking Gringotts heist next time. Oh, <laughs> no! God Go damn watch it! watch it with Josh. Where that elf gets real mad about that sword. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. God damn it. I've already this, forgotten about that. <laughs> this has further cemented in my mind, like, I could have just stopped at Azkaban. Movie and yeah. book. I could have oh, stopped yeah. right there, been so much happier. But, uh, you know, if I was able to just stop watching things in the middle of a series, my life would be significantly better. And uh, we both know I don't have that power, because I'm just staring at Blood Fist 3 on my desktop waiting for me. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. I will catch up to you soon. All right, guys, let's talk about Vampire Wars. Yes. Now, Chris, I told Alex something that I did not tell you. So, <laughs> it's it's an anime dub, right? Real right. Angel Cop caliber stuff. Let me throw this at you. One of these dubs doing French accents. <laughs> Go ahead and picture that in your brain. It's exactly <laughs> what you think it is. <laughs> the movie starts with a woman at a NASA station in Arizona just blowing herself up. <laughs> and you're like, well, that seems bad. What's going on here? Cut to cool protagonist in a hotel room. He gets a phone call. It's going to help me. So he shows up and she is just dead as fuck. And then a dude just comes out of the bathroom wielding the biggest axe you've ever seen. And then our hero just scream punches him so hard that he flies into a wall and explodes. <laughs> and then we meet the French Secret Service that recruit him. The underground. Just <laughs> oh, the guy from the South Park movie. <laughs> he is literally the mole. What? <laughs> uh, Another, <laughs> Another French prostitute is attacked by someone who is like 15 feet tall, and I'm not exaggerating when I say he sounds like Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. Like, it is filtered and everything. And she, she yells at him in the most New York not-fridge voice possible. He probably fist your fucking wife because you don't know how to use your cock! And then he punches her so hard she flies into a car and it dents the door. <laughs> so that happens. You're like, oh, that's weird. And then he just gets recruited to go find a movie star. He needs to protect her. I'm sure you're wondering, hey, when do the vampires show up? Good question. About now, as the vampire appears and starts brutally murdering everyone to get to this movie star. Because the movie star is waiting on blood test results. And the results come back and it turns out... She's an alien. 
You want to know what happens next? You'll fucking tell me next week because I'm not ruining anything. Else. <laughs> oh my! All right, you already know. You already know I'm gonna watch the whole thing. Christopher, <laughs> there is an incident at the Arizona NASA base that is codenamed D for Dracula. I'm not kidding you. Look, I would never, ever intimate that we would push back Kong versus Godzilla, but this might be the episode after Kong versus Godzilla. The thing he was attacked by the vampire. <laughs> Wrote that down verbatim. A woman says this while getting undressed so they can bang each other. It is 50 minutes long. It is so good. We're going to talk at length about it next week. I'm so excited. Oh, you right now. <laughs> I I took more notes on this than I did Mario Brothers. <laughs> there is so much. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Yeah, I think that's it. I've got other stuff, but let's, I'm good. I can okay. get into more detail next week. All right. In that case, uh, do you guys need to use the bathroom? Uh, I think I'm good. Yeah, this is going to be our first one. sub one hour episode. I know, so. we're going for a speed run here. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie. So Call this a bit of content skip. <laughs> uh, a little bit of backstory here. Super Mario Brothers was a video game released in 1985. And it was really popular, like a bunch of people played it. And people were like, yeah, let's make a movie out of it. Eight years later. Uh... I don't know what took them so long, but Nintendo's like, oh, we really want to make sure that you guys do it right. This is what we got. Uh, <laughs> this is directed by a husband and wife team. Uh, I think his name was Rocky Morton and uh, Anna some or other. Uh, I don't remember the name of the woman who directed this, but uh, apparently they were well known for directing music videos, much like our good friend Pitoff. And uh, <laughs> they're like, yeah, we'll take them and direct the Super Mario Brothers movie. There was a lot of arguments over the script. Uh, the directors wrote their own script. They were constantly changing the, changing the script every single day. And they weren't speaking to each other. Uh, uh, so they would constantly have like interfering visions. And the people who originally wrote the script didn't get their vision at all. And the studio was like, hey, make it more kid-friendly because it's a game for kids. And uh, the directors wanted to be more adult because... Um, I, they don't really have a reason for, for that. some fucking reason. <laughs> I read so much about the behind the scenes of this movie. It sounds like an absolute nightmare. And everyone was fucking miserable making it. Uh, especially Bob Hoskins, a British guy who plays Mario here. And I I'll thought he was this. a real Italian. <laughs> I'll tell you it's this. It's called acting, my dear boy. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Bob Hoskins does a, a pretty good job. I wouldn't say that this is exactly what I think about when I think of Mario. Because, like, imagine this voice when you're playing, like, Super Mario 64. <laughs> Well, the first choice that they were in talks with was Danny DeVito, and when he says no, you you just have to scrap the project. I'm sorry. That's pretty much it's... it. But at least they got a really good Luigi. And John. Hey, do you want to know why Luigi's he said no? Because he was like, "Hey, I'm not signing on until I have a script." Oops, that'll be a recurring theme this whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> Ask Dennis Hopper about the script; he'll spit in your fucking face. No, oh, but uh, he actually has one of the best anecdotes about this. Uh, his his son was just like, "Dad, why'd you make this movie?" And Dennis Hopper responds to his son, "I made this movie so that you could have shoes." And his son responds, "I don't need shoes that bad." <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> Although I do have to say, I really respect the fact that he basically invented Dr. Evil in this movie. It's, I was going to say that I don't respect that he basically invented Donald Trump impressions, but, you know. When Parker gets to Orange Ghost Camp, do it, he'll tell us. Dude, I... There were some names on that list that really bummed me out. <laughs> like, real bad. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about Moulin Rouge, you guys. <laughs> this fucking yep. sucks. This fucking sucks so bad. <laughs> then I saw All Detective right. Comrade. I was like, oh, thank God, something Yeah, good. there you go. Uh, well, let's talk about that opening animation. What the fuck? <laughs> like, before we, get to even, before we get to the animation, the first we hear is, I guess that's Bob Hoskins saying, A long, long time ago, dinosaurs ruled the earth. Then something <laughs> happened. A giant meteorite struck the yacht. Goodbye, dinosaurs. And this is like these little dinosaurs. They're talking to each other. And they're animated in this... I can't even tell what they're trying to do. My best way to compare it is like those educational games for babies. Dude, I paused it right here and I thought, should I text them? Is this... Is this <laughs> what propelled me through this whole episode is like, as someone who likes movies and like knows shitty movies, like, at some point, I just gotta bite the bullet and watch this. Like, if not now, when? It's gonna be assigned to me anyways. Like, fuck it. It's just sometimes you just gotta take your medicine. You just gotta I mean, fucking get through it. Let me set yeah. the record straight on that. I would never assign either of you this movie because I just assumed both of you had already seen it. So, I, I think I let it slip around Chris that I had not seen it. So I do yeah. this. This was always Ooh. in the chamber. It's like, fuck it. Well, I mean, Take him out with me. You gotta know better than that. But, like, uh, this animation is so bad. It, it reminded me of the animated sequence from the Star Wars Holiday Special. Except <laughs> this is somehow worse. It's just the most treasure map storm-ass looking animation you've ever seen in your life. Like a fucking snowball is gonna come out and ask me to solve math problems. Exactly. It's, it's This is the most putt-putt thing I've ever seen. So... Then Bob Hoskins says words that, imagine you're like a little kid in the theater, right? You're six years old, you're watching this, he says, But what if the dinosaurs didn't die, and there was a parallel dimension that was created, and Hillary Clinton returned from Planet Namek? <laughs> now you have my attention, movie. Yes. Like, just, yeah, what, what exactly that. are we doing here? What's this that? Ultra- I'm going to watch you answer plumbing calls for 20 minutes instead? <laughs> Thanks! <laughs> Yeah, well, before we get to the plumbing, which is significantly more uh, featured the in the movie than I expected. <laughs> entire first act. Ah, uh, Luigi, they beat us to another job. Like, sick. <laughs> Where are the dinosaurs? No, wait, wait. Before that, some woman delivers a giant dinosaur egg to some nuns. And this is a Mario yeah. movie. It's like, <laughs> I, man... It's not often that I'm stumped at this early in a movie where I'm like, okay, I I clearly <laughs> must have looked away for something. What the fuck is going on? Because, like, this just reminds me of the priest from, uh, that, what was that movie, End of Days? <laughs> <laughs> Same, but also in The Omen when he just goes to that orphanage like, oh, I know, that shit burned up, man, we don't have any record of that, don't worry about it. Go dig it up. That, that woman, I don't even know, she doesn't even have a name. She's in some underground lair. Just We just see Dennis Hopper. This is not the first time that we've seen Dennis Hopper in an underground lair with collapsing pillars and scaffolding around him. Dude, I think about this a lot. The nerve of him to say Texas Chainsaw 2 is his worst movie. 
So I can punch this motherfucker in the face for making me watch this. Texas How Chainsaw d- 2 is so much better than this. What the fuck? That that is like one A and one B with John Cusack saying Connor's his worst movie. Like oh, absolutely yeah. go fuck yourselves. Right. Look at your own IMDBs, you fucks. Yeah. Uh so let's get into the plot. Mario and Luigi are plumbers. Good so luck. far, so good. That's in the movie, right? Uh they're also brothers, uh despite an age difference of approximately twenty two. Um, Luigi doesn't have a mustache, and he's also Hispanic, so kind of deviates from the source material. Passes uh, the shade test. Now, Mario wants to focus on plumbing, but Luigi believes in alternate dimensions. This creates conflict. I uh, mean, <laughs> much as we do when we're planning out next week's episodes. Uh, is what if we just, like, time-traveled and talked about a movie in the 70s? <laughs> Now, Mario ultimately wins out because there is a significant amount of plumbing to be done in this movie before they travel to an alternate dimension. Ah, oh, this is... Hand me that... Oh, we got beat by the Calipari brothers! I'm like, why are they in this movie? I don't remember them from the games. What are we doing? I'm not trying to be like, oh, what if I was a kid in the theater who was watching it? Because I, I didn't see this in theaters, although I think my dad did. But, uh... Ooh, okay. Let's dial that phone up. Wake him up. <laughs> I have so many questions that I will never get answers to. I have questions I... of, oh yeah, I didn't see it, but my dad did in the theaters. <laughs> Were you busy? Like, why did he like, eh, honey, uh, you wanna watch the kids? I gotta go see that Mario Brothers. I was, I was... <laughs> I was three years old, so I guess I was too young. I definitely was too young for this. Uh, Big Bob Hoskins fan was your dad? I I actually... <laughs> I, I'll explain that. Uh, I can explain it later on. I don't know for sure. Please but don't. I think it's he funnier did. to not no, know. No, actually, it's funnier <laughs> if I do explain it. It's funnier if I do. So, uh, anyway, while they're doing stuff, there's this soundtrack in the background. there Because there's uh, these two goons who are being sent by... Uh, King Koopa to tail uh, Daisy. <laughs> Your notes also say Crab and Goyle, correct? Of course they do. I'm They're just fresh on the brain. Sure. <laughs> I spent a solid ten minutes. I could have been watching the movie, just going to IMDb. Like, where do I know this dude from? Oh, Hackers. Got it. Okay. Which <laughs> I was watching Hackers instead. Yeah. yeah well, sense. who doesn't? Uh, Here's the thing. They keep playing this Animaniacs-ass soundtrack behind them the entire movie. They'll look at each other like that, and I'm like, what are you doing? Just play the Bulk and Skull theme song. That's all that we want. Oh, my God. Better movie. Yeah, I should get that on the Low bar. Uh, Very very low bar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Daisy, who's an archaeologist, she meets up with the Mario Brothers because they're Van breaks down and he <laughs> lends her a quarter. Mafia attacks their dinosaur dick. Yeah, yeah, the mafia's there. Uh, the mafia is not in league with the dinosaurs. We'll get to them later. Yes, there the are dinosaurs look. in this. <laughs> the fucking nerve to have our protagonist be Italian and our antagonist be both the mafia and dinosaurs. Hey, I don't know who to root for. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Illumination. Uh, like the minions and despicable ones. They're the ones that are making that Mario animated thing, right? That probably won't be good. But also I bet at no point in that movie will we sidebar to watch the mafia interrogate a bunch of twenty year olds about digging on their site. <laughs> yeah. This is so 
Misguided doesn't begin to explain <laughs> the 47 drafts of this movie that got crammed together into one. You know what's weird is they cut a lot from this movie. There are about like 20 scenes that they cut for this. And then apparently it's like, oh yeah, so it makes it run better. Dude, this movie, the first act is basically incomprehensible. Everything goes so fast, it goes so over the heads of any kids and most of the adults in the audience. People were just like, where did the mushrooms come in? I want to see them get big. When I hit play and saw this was longer than an hour and a half... I just started yelling like a fucking eat that pussy video after an Eagles loss. I was so <laughs> fucking mad, dude. The nerve to be an hour 40-something. What are you... Can you imagine this if not this was, 85 minutes? If this was over two hours, there's no way we do an episode on it. <clears throat> oh, no, I... Yeah. I would have called in literally any excuse. <laughs> Sorry I can't record. I'm on the fucking moon. Don't text me. <laughs> <laughs> So Luigi is like, oh, I've got a great idea. I will ask Daisy out on a date, and I will bring my brother. And they go to an Italian restaurant, because they're Italians. And you know when you take your girl out for a date? Imagine. And you go for a walk after the meal, and she takes you to her underground dinosaur bone pit. It's really romantic. (laughs) Look, first and foremost, if I'm out eating Italian, there's no way I'm going on a walk afterwards. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Especially at you know you can just take it home, right? Uh, No, actually, this is a competition. (laughs) They should have fucking couches in the back of those places for you to lay down on. Like, uh, -uh. no fucking way am I walking to go look at spooky dinosaur bones. You go fuck yourself. Can you bring the bones here, or the bones ain't going anywhere, right? I mean, they've been there a couple million years. There's no reason why we can't pop a squat. Alright, so in the Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, they're, the Mario Brothers, the plumbers, are competing against Mafia plumbers. And then these uh, two goons, they kidnap Daisy. And she's not princess, she's an archaeologist, but she's also a princess. And Mario and Luigi pursue her, right, through a sand portal instead of a warp pipe. And then they descend into the, the same rendered hell from the Spawn movie. How do you not have a fucking pipe? (laughs) Oh my god. How do you fuck this up so fundamentally? Now we're just in, like, the fucking underground from Beer Fest. (laughs) It's so confusing. It all comes back. It all comes back. (laughs) You know, to make it easy, you can just call me Luigi Mario (laughs) to avoid any confusion. We'll get to that. We have to get to that. But, uh, yeah, this is basically some... I have to say it. Some dinosaur criminal underworld where all the dinosaurs look like humans. And the reason the dinosaurs look like humans is that they evolved from dinosaurs. You know, like humans evolved from monkeys, allegedly. Well, uh, in this one, they evolved from dinosaurs because it's an alternate dimension, but it's also like beneath the earth. I have no idea. The whole fucking thing is like, oh man, they really hate all the mammals on the other side of the portal. But like... They're cold-blooded, and there is nary a heater to be seen in this entire dinosaur underworld. Like, what are we doing? Also, how do they know that they're humans? (laughs) At the very end, we find out that Daisy's, like, comes from there. It's like, this bitch never wonder why she lays eggs? Like, what are we doing? (laughs) What? (laughs) What is this? So Why do we have these hybrid monster people? Just have them go down a pipe and go in a fucking castle. What? It's fine. They're also like these little dinosaurs who are fighting over some gunk, and Mario and Luigi are like, oh, that's scary, run away from Those things are like two inches tight, you could step on them. Speaking of stepping on people, this scene confuses me. So there's some old lady that threatens them with like a super scope, and then this 
big fat black lady tosses her into the street below and she lands in the car then she starts threatening that guy who's driving the car with the super scope and then the big fat black lady takes the meteorite necklace that belonged to daisy that luigi held on to for god knows whatever reason then she flies away with her rocket boots does that ever like come back later yeah it does okay i just make sure because like yeah, it was no. plausible that it didn't well anyway I don't understand <laughs> I guess Most the movie froze said, about this time for you. <laughs> I watched this. I took these same notes. Hearing it back, I don't understand. Th- this whole scene is like Why? less than five minutes. Why it's this so movie is. <laughs> Period. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Mario and Luigi get arrested for being... Being plumbers. Yeah, being plumbers. I think that's what they say. Yeah, you're right yeah. for being plumbers. Oh my god, this never happens in the Bronx. So they go down to the police station. And this is where I'm pretty sure that my dad watched this in theaters or something because I, I don't remember. I was I was in John's video and there was a video game section and I I just absent mindedly wondered aloud, I wonder what Mario's last name is. My dad's like, well, it's Mario, it has to be. You know, Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario. They're the Mario brothers. And now I realize that's from this movie. He had to have seen it at some point. <laughs> There's a possibility he caught it on TV, but I like it in my headspace that he called a babysitter for me and, to, and my brother, because he would have been uh, a year old at the time, and said, oh, leave the little kids at home. You and me get to enjoy a nice cinema. <laughs> <laughs> After an Italian restaurant, <laughs> man, that's such a dad prank. Just like telling your wife that you're going to the fucking go see a movie, <laughs> and she shows up, and then you just have tickets to the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> I like the idea of it, of him taking her out to see the the, the Harrison Ford animated dog movie. <laughs> so one guy we forgot to mention, one of our favorite characters. There's some hippie guy who's uh human dinosaur hybrid thing who's busking on the street corner and singing anti-King Koopa songs. (laughs) (laughs) And he gets arrested for singing anti-King Koopa songs. Is is he even a king? I thought he was President Koopa for some reason. I think at one point dinosaurs have discovered democracy? And also monarchy, because I'm pretty sure they call him king at one point. Uh, But most of them just call him Koopa. So, <laughs> couldn't call him Bowser, which made a lot more sense. But okay, is this, uh, um, <laughs> is this the strongest performance for a white guy with dreads ever? <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't have those dreads long. Uh, also, it turns out this guy is Toad. Yeah, when they just name drop him, that was a real go fuck yourself moment. <laughs> and uh, they turn Why him even in- bother. <laughs> they- no, they turn him into a Goomba. Parker, I would like your reactions. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Why do they look like this? <laughs> I don't understand. I'm like sitting here trying to reconcile this in the moment. Like, okay, so it's a Goomba if you tried to like conceptualize it as a reptile. I get that. But why are their heads the size of Plaxico Burrs? <laughs> <laughs> like, I also, you can... there's your problem right there. Uh, what would it look like if we conceptualize it as a reptile? Oh, hey, hand in the air. Hey, fucking don't. <laughs> just don't do that. Maybe don't put Goombas in your movie. Or maybe, maybe just don't make the movie. The only way you can put if, a Goomba into a movie is if you animate it, because there is no way it looks good in real life. I had so much more fun reading about this movie than watching it. 
Just the fact that those directors got their new scripts back. Like, alright, cool, we made it more family-friendly. They're like, we don't want to do that. Like, yeah, but you signed contracts, so you're going to do that. <laughs> and then also, as they were rewriting it, like, we should cut this. And they're like, yeah, but here's the thing. Uh, we built that set, so you can't cut it. Figure it out. <laughs> Good movie! Everyone was miserable, and they, everyone was told, we will sue you if you breach your contract and go make this fucking movie. It sure shows. Speaking of everyone being miserable, I wrote that note, be like, oh, I wonder what Parker's reaction is to seeing the Goombas for the first time. Then I saw a whole bunch of Goombas in the same room, and I was just like, oh. (laughs) I think they just, like, talk to each other in their Yoda impressions. (laughs) 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 It's just just like the fucking Dennis Hopper looks at him and goes, Goomba. <laughs> did you do the hand thing? Because I did. <laughs> this is this is the point in my notes where I have crossed out Doctor Evil and wrote Mugatu. <laughs> why? Because is I that why I was thinking about Zoolander earlier? <laughs> yeah, because I was a lot today, and I couldn't tell why. Like there we go. <laughs> this is my head. <laughs> Turns out similar hair. So Mario and Luigi steal a cop car. Didn't really think I was going to say those words. Why and, do uh, they have the little bumper car things on the top? Is that ever explained? <laughs> yeah, that's a secret reference to Mario Kart. I don't know. That was the best way. Hey, Chris, <laughs> I'm sure you read the bit of trivia where you found out that uh, Bob Hoskins broke his hand in the scene, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> and apparently... the car door slammed on his hand. <laughs> yeah, and apparently he just started swearing profusely <laughs> and unintelligibly. <laughs> and hey, do you such- want to know why that happened, Chris? Uh, was it because, hey, you know how uh, they were, you know how they were drunk every single day. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have stunt drivers. John Leguizamo was just shit faced driving that car. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so he just so he they were just got that. blackout every every scene you're watching. Just know that they are both absolutely hammered. It oh, really amplifies my enjoyment. Yeah. Sense. So, most of the scenes that you see with uh, Bob Hoskins, he's actually wearing a, a cast on his hand that's colored pink to look like his hand. That's imagine, fucking stupid. He also got stabbed four cast. times and almost incinerated. <laughs> and he said afterwards, Hey, that's blooming just what happened to me. You should look at everyone else, that. Imagine getting a DUI filming the Mario. <laughs> How do you not just get a fucking stunt driver? Why is he driving on an open street? Well, hammered. Okay, we gotta get back Good to the production. Movie. So, you guys remember how from the games, uh, Yoshi is really cute and green? Well, oh, in this movie. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> this fucking monster. Are you. Why even have it? And this it's just a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> it's ghoulish. It is. It haunts me forever. There's a scene where its tongue shoots out. You're like, oh, like oh. Yoshi. And then it starts chomping on a woman's foot. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's fun because Yoshi eats things. Right? Like, yeah, but it turns out uh, this is just a dinosaur trying to eat a woman's feet. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, well, you know. I guess me and this dinosaur are something in common. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now we move on to the club scene. You guys know how much I like club scenes. This is a club scene. This is about the point where I lost the movie. Okay, well, audio from this. Okay, well, I'll explain how 
Big Bertha comes back. Who the uh, fuck is Big Bertha? No, she's okay. the fat black lady with the rocket with the rocket boots. Hey, she guys, comes into Remember this, the 90s? That's fun. She comes in here and she's wearing the uh, the meteorite necklace around her neck. And uh-oh, that stone's right between her titties. So Mario has to dance with her and try to get it back from her. And he, he does it by stuffing his face into her cleavage. It's a lot of fun. And um, anyway... Hey man, I got so my I kids here. Can you got stop it. this? <laughs> I brought my kids to see a fun Mario movie. I'm watching this old fat it- fake Italian man rub his face in some woman's titties. Do you mind? <laughs> when is he going to go up the flagpole? All I'm asking. Wait, that's weird. My dad just texted me, yeah, we didn't think you guys were ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> I just screened it. Uh, did not pass the eye test. Sorry, my man. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, she's apparently friends with them now, and she tells them to use the rocket boots, and you turn them on by clicking your heels. Uh, I guess. Oh, that's God, so. That was a real go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on top of all the others. Then Bowser orders a pizza. God. So the next scene... Why <laughs> Why do we have to watch Dennis Hopper order a fucking pizza? <laughs> that's not a joke. That's It's like 30 seconds. Yeah. It's like, ah, it's, extra pterodactyl. <laughs> next scene. There's a callback to it. That's like the best joke in the movie. They're just like, oh, we gotta give him one more shot. Where's my pizza? An hour 45. And I have to watch this motherfucker order a pizza. Then he says I'll get Great. that pizza to go. It's like you're nowhere near the, the parlor. Come on. So the Goomba with the harmonica. What can I tell you? The Goomba with the harmonica gets incinerated. It reminds me of the climax from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) (laughs) This movie has a lot of boiler rooms, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah, (laughs) it's just like. Well, it makes sense. Boiler rooms are plumbers, so they use wrenches. So uh, (laughs) Mario has to free the uh, women that were kidnapped, the uh, fake daisies. And uh, he has, he's like, oh, I know exactly how we're going to get out of here. We'll go down the snow tube. They're like, what? He's like, yeah, follow me. And he removes this vent. They get like a carp and they start uh, sliding down this vent. And uh, then the Goombas are chasing them behind them. It's like they're, it's like a luge sort of thing. It kind of looks like, (laughs) kind of looks like (laughs) fool runnings. Fuck. Yourself. <laughs> so what happens next? A bunch of things happen. They want to get the meteor right, and the movie keeps going and going and going and going and going and going and going. Bowser's wife. Bowser has a wife. Also, I'm going to call him Bowser instead of King Koopa. He has a wife, and she's got hair like the Bride of Frankenstein. Well, she's like, oh, I'll use the meteor right and plug it into this hole and uh she electrocutes herself and turns herself into a skeleton yeah that makes sense she <laughs> dies so hard in this movie. you know like kids reference getting scared by the scene in home alone where marv electrocutes himself and you see a skeleton she just turns into a skeleton her it, her meat and skin and it all just evaporates. Now, Parker's this woman kinda, dies so horribly. Parker's telling this short. What's really scary about it is you don't see any microbones. Not a single one. I guess <laughs> I reptiles mean, don't have those. I mean, that's that's partially an answer. The other answer would be, you know, all, all the issues they had with this movie. It was very hard to procure real <laughs> skeletons. They had to use one of the fake 206-bone skeletons that they, uh... <laughs> you know, it's a scale model that they reproduce for colleges, because they, they can't I mean, you can't, you can't make So, Parker, stuff. you were paying attention. You took notes. Can you explain what happens when nope. Mario and Bowser start disintegrating and Bowser starts yelling to this guy, 
We're bonding! <laughs> is, this, uh, is this before or after that guy gets turned into the monkey? This is before. So, it turns <laughs> okay. out they're not actually doing a Super Saiyan fusion dance. They just get teleported to the human dimension. And then King Koopa uses his de-evolution ray. By the way, there's a de-evolution ray. It's part of the story. He uses it on a human being and turns him into a monkey. Then he points at it and goes, A monkey! And, uh... <laughs> oh! Yeah, it does. So here's the thing. It's like the Calipari guy. He, uh... He's one of the mafia plumbers. And his, uh, mafia-like <laughs> guy picks him up and goes, Ooh, to that guy. Then the, he's like, Okay, careful, careful, careful. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to note that while Leguizamo and Hoskins were p- pissed drunk every day, they would go to Dennis Hopper's trailer, give him the script, he would go, oh, cool, thanks, and then just throw it away, because it was going to be different anytime <laughs> he got to set anyways. Yeah, Bob So Austin he would just show up, <laughs> learn his lines at that minute. So when he starts talking about merging, who knows what script that dude is reading? That's a good point, yeah. This Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter what draft it was. It's He said a line, it got them to another location because by the way when they were to rewrite the movie it's like hey we can't build any more sets I just go outside in New York I guess you don't have to build anything there we'll just go hang out at this construction site and film a couple scenes he's just drafting bro (laughs) (laughs) so I think Parker the climax of this is that Mario blows up Bowser with a bomb yeah Oh, the bomb that he gets from the fungus. Right? Yeah, it's the bomb, right? Yeah. Oh, Dude, by the when way, we find out like, oh, cool. Uh, hey, Daisy, your dad's here. It's just a giant ball of snot on the ceiling. <laughs> what am I watching here, guys? <gasps> oh, I actually realized Alex didn't see the movie. He doesn't know what the snot turns into. <laughs> oh, that's Jeez, correct. Yeah. Parker, tell him. So, uh, some shit goes on. I don't know. Everyone's vanquished, and the snot. You see, the king was reverted back into primordial ooze. And now that Koopa is defeated, it turns back to its actual human form, which is just Lance Henriksen in a cape. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. I shit you not, dude. <laughs> God damn it, I'm going to have to actually watch the end of this. He's the king of the <laughs> dinosaurs. Like one line is like, oh wow, finally. And then he's just gone. Like, okay. <laughs> that is a very Lance Henriksen role, though, so... <laughs> He's here to set up the fucking cryptid adventures again. Well, you know, uh, this movie is set up for a sequel because they're all eating Italian dinner at their frankly tiny New York apartment. And then Daisy returns from the dinosaur dimension in a Ghostbusters outfit. And she tells him, hey, we need your help. And the movie fades to black. And be like, tune in next time for Super Mario Brothers 2 or whatever. Uh, which, for some reason, they didn't make. Oh, does this movie really have a post-credits scene? No, it's not a post-credits oh, scene. This sure. is before the credits. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, there, oh, wait, There's what? a post-credits scene. There's a post-credits scene. I turned it off. Oh, it's really funny. Oh, good. Let me let me lay it down for you. We cut to two Japanese businessmen. He's like, ah, we're going to make a video game about your adventures. What should we call it? And then we panned to the couch. And it's Koopa's Two Henchmen. What? You thought it was the Mario Brothers. Gotcha. Hey, why aren't you laughing? It's really weird. You should be laughing. You're supposed to be yeah, laughing, boy, sorry, dude. Sorry, sorry. No, I take it back. I take it back. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, so the movie isn't very good, uh, as it turns out. Now, the documentary huh. about the making of it, which is not very long, I think it's less than an hour, 
is a little too kind to uh, the directors. I think it gives them a little too much input because apparently they were fucking assholes. Uh, I think one of them uh, didn't like one of the costumes that one of the extras was wearing, so to indicate his displeasure, he poured out his coffee on the extra. Turns out his coffee was scalding hot. <laughs> Great. Sounds like a good guy. Yeah. Real class act. And Leguizamo talks about, like, he talked to one of them be like, all right, uh, play this scene funny. So he'd go and play it funny, and the other director would go, Why'd you play it funny? You're supposed to be serious. He's like, cool, I'm gonna go drink some more. <laughs> Fuck yourselves. Yeah. Ugh. Now, about this movie having fans, because it does. This is uh, not, not necessarily a cult movie, but uh, there are some people who have a bit of an attachment to it. I kind of assume that, much like Adrian, no offense to him if he's listening, they're Nintendo lifers. I guess I can sort of understand that. But... Maybe there's that sort of thing where, you know, you were, you grew up in the era, you know, it was it's nostalgic for you. Like, oh, I remember when it was on TV. People like really, really bad movies just because they're nostalgic for it. I can understand that. I mean, look at most of the movies what? that I enjoy. Not this me. podcast? <laughs> no. But uh, what I don't understand is the people who are making like serious efforts to defend this. And I'm not saying that like, oh, I read the Letterboxd reviews. But I've seen reviews on all different parts of the internet people who were comparing that dinosaur underground city to Blade Runner. <laughs> Look, as fucking weird as this city looks, that is one of the interesting things about it. These kind of movies always fascinate me where you look around and like someone in that props department put so much time and effort. There are so many people that like missed kids baseball games to put together this city. And just to see the final product and go, Man, I bet you wish you could have seen your kid blow those candles out instead, huh? <laughs> Something about that's endlessly fascinating to me. To see, like, I don't think the movie should look like this, but that was the choice they made, and they tried really, really hard to set that mood, and everything's practical, and has a point, and all these extras are dressed weird. And then you get these two fucking jamokes just walking in like, Hey, you need your fucking pipes cleaned? Hey, we're trying to get a princess <laughs> over here. It's so misguided. I mean, that's that's the thing is, I can tell a lot of people did work hard on this. Like you said, the props department, they worked hard on this. The cost, well, not the costumes, but like the actors, I think, did work hard on it. And I know that they were drunk for most of it, but Bob Hoskins always puts in a pretty good performance, you know? And I don't know what exactly Dennis Hopper's doing here, but at least he's making the effort, even though, like, you have to consider what they were going through, what they had to contend with. At least they're going out there and just doing their best. Uh, John Leguizamo doesn't get to ad lib, but based on the pest, that's probably a good thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the soundtrack. I don't disparage person, any of the actors for this movie whatsoever. Right, yeah, I I don't like the soundtrack, but he was probably told to do that and probably forced at gunpoint to put in that music, so that's fine. Uh, if I, I signed on to a movie and went, yeah, the script's good, and they went, cool, we threw that script out, and you went, okay, cool, I'm not doing it. Then they go, ah, oh, we'll fucking sue you. I, this is the performance I would give. That's for fucking sure. If you were held at gunpoint and forced to walk around and go, My name's Luigi Mario! Hey! <laughs> yeah, I'd be pretty fucking drunk too. I mean, I guess the reason the movie fails is because, one, not the strongest source material for a movie. Even if you want to be like, Oh, it'll be the Christmas blockbuster. It's super popular. And it is super popular, but you can't really make a movie out of it. The other thing is, I guess it's a little bit of uh, too many cooks in the kitchen, and one of the cooks is Typhoid Mary, and the other is just Squidward. Yeah. 
Join us on next week's episode where we watch some stupid bullshit I don't care about. <laughs> Stewie Griffin, the old story. It's not going to happen. Chris, don't let it happen. We have to stand strong. <laughs> you will ruin this day. The tea, sis. A long, long time ago, the earth was ruled by dinosaurs. Then something happened. A giant meteorite struck the earth. Goodbye, dinosaurs. It was a night.